Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode. Today we're discussing our drunken love friends who turn into ghosts, those people who are oversharers, and what you need to do when folks are trying to sell you on an idea. Let's start the show. Okay, shut the door. I was just talking to an old friend of mine recently, and it kind of reminded me of back in the day when we were both single and, you know, just like, you know, living life, you know, the single life or whatever and and the dating scene and things like that. Uh And I remember a mutual friend of ours was such a fun person to hang out with and, you know, would always come and hang out and do all these fun things yeah. like with us. And he was just a total goofball. So he's always fun to hang out with. And he had gone through a few girlfriends in the time that, you know, since I had, you know, first met him. Uh-huh. And every time he started dating somebody new, he disappeared off the face of the earth. I was, I was like, why can't you still hang out with your friends when you're in a new relationship? And keep in mind, okay. I was single for most of this time. So, like, I didn't really, you know. Right, right. I couldn't appreciate the excitement of being in a new relationship. But I just remember, like, several of us would be just like, "Why? where are you at? Right. You know? And right. so, um, it just kind of, you know, makes me wonder. Like, when we were just reminiscing about old times, I kind of was thinking about how how it was back back then and how it was so frustrating whenever a friend would have a new girlfriend or boyfriend and they kind of disappeared. Vanish, yeah. And like, you know, you want to be happy for your friends, but you also mourn the loss of your friend. And like, what, I don't know. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's that a very, in- yes, it makes sense. But that's, I've never, I've never heard it. That's a very accurate way of referring to it mourning the loss of your friend. Yeah. Like you're going through the grieving process? Kind of. Oh, wow. So like, I mean, you know, because you, you, you do the, you do these things, you know. When this person's when you, a part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're gone. Not, yeah. And it's not that they've disappeared completely, but, you know, you go from hanging out every weekend to not seeing or speaking for a month at a time, potentially, because they're so caught up in this relationship, you know? And so like, I always wondered like what drove that? Well, I mean, we've all been newly in love. I know. Okay. (laughs) What drove that? (laughs) What drove that? Are you kidding me? (laughs) It's when you first meet someone and you know, like I, I think about when I first met my husband, The world was a haze. You know what I'm saying? Like everything else was a haze and all I could see was him. Yeah. And so all the people I loved, I'm talking about like, you know, my mom, my sisters, my friends, they were still there, but they were also a part of the haze. Okay. It's like, lock me up in a room. I'll see you a good never. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because all you want to do is you want to be in the presence of this person. And time has this really weird way of not existing when you're with them yeah so what's a month to you and me who are on the outside to the people who are in this newly magical you know love feeling that time is like it's 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 it moves fast it moves slow there is no time i get how people can disappear yeah 
But man, I also understand the loss though. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I know when I first started dating my husband, yeah, I really tried to be conscious of my friendships and really because I, I had been single for a long time, you know, like, I mean, I dated, but I never had like, I never was serious. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, whenever I would see my friends like start dating people and disappear and I, 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 you internalized it. Feeling. Right. I knew that feeling. Right. And I didn't want to be that person to yeah. somebody else. And I know that I probably still did, but I really focused on having my life. And, yeah. you know, I think that to this day, my husband and I, while we do plenty of things together, we spend a lot of time together. We also have things that are our own. Right. You right. know, I, I do things all the time that are just for me. He does things all the time that are just for him. Right. And I feel like that's what helps make us healthy. But it was hard. Yeah. The, the trying to keep that balance and I wasn't great at it, right. but I tried. Um, in the beginning is really hard. It just is. Like you said, because yeah, you're so caught up in the excitement mm-hmm. of this new love mm-hmm. and you know, you don't want to, you don't want to miss an opportunity to experience that. Just love. being that person's presence. But yeah. you know, the truth of the matter is, is while you are in that haze, all relationships have to be nurtured. Yeah. All relationships, right? So if you are nurturing this one relationship, this love relationship and not nurturing your, um, your friendships, like a plant, those friendships start to die. Yeah. And sometimes resentment starts to kind of come into the picture too, right? Like I, I know that there have been people who, who I know on both sides, either the person who's in a relationship will feel like their friends are hating on them because, oh, you don't want to see me happy. You just want me to be with you. You don't want me to be with my new guy or, or whatever. And then also the person on the outside is like, you're always with this guy. You don't ever have time for us. So it's almost that whole hurt people, hurt people uh-huh. type mentality, you know? And it's especially when you're young. Oh, it's so much more yeah. animated when you're young. Oof. And you're so like the world and uh, not for nothing, even as an older person, sometimes I still think the world revolves around me. But when you're young, <laughs> the world the, revolves around you. <laughs> hello. For real. So like anything that happens, you are the cause and effect of it. Right. So if you think if you're the person who's on the outside, you think that wow, why is my friend leaving me for this person? I've been the one who's been here. If you needed a ride, I've had your back. If you needed money, I've had your back. If you need whatever. And then and then you're going to ghost me. And then the person who's in the relationship is like, why can't I be happy? And why can't you be happy for me being happy? It's, I don't know. You know, and there, but there is something to be said for, um, I'm going to try to be careful in how I say it. Okay. But say, um... My friend who started dating this new person. Yeah. And my friend and I are really close. You know, we hang out all the time. And then all of a sudden I find out her boyfriend is kind of a jerk. And I don't really like him. But she loves him. Okay. And she wants to... She wants us all to hang... The three of us to To hang hang out out. together. Yeah. And that's where I have an issue. Because like I... Not to say that I don't want... You know, if you're happy in that relationship, good for you. Right. But I don't really 
like him. I don't really want to hang out with him. Do you need to though? No, but if my friend who's dating this person or even married to this person. Yeah. You know, if they're like saying, I want us all to hang out. Well, I don't really want to hang out with your boyfriend. I want to hang out with you. Right, right, right. And that's where I, you know, and I know there's a lot of people in relationships and this is all personal preference. So I don't know what's right or what's wrong or I can give you my opinion. Right. I think a healthy relationship is one where people have things that they are doing together and things that they do do separately. Agreed. And um, when I want to go out with my girlfriends... I want to go out with my girlfriend. Right, right. Not your girlfriend and their dude? Yeah. No? Like, you know, my husband's ass is going to be sitting at home too when right. I go out with my girlfriend. Right, right. And I'm happy with that, and he's certainly happy with right. that. Right. And so, but I know that there's a lot of people who, when they go out, they want to bring their significant other. Yeah. And not to say that it's wrong, but I don't really want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have some, you know, friend time. You right. Know, when I first moved to Florida... That was a huge struggle for me. And you and I met when I was still dealing yep. with that struggle where I just didn't have any friends. Uh-huh. Here. And so it was hard because all I had was my husband. And you know, I, <laughs> I love him. Right. But I need an outlet. Right. Right. And so that, you know, I think is important for everybody. But I don't, I say that, but I don't think everybody feels that no, way. No, everybody does not feel that way. Are you kidding me? And there are some people who I think... This happens on a lot of different levels. Ooh, this happens on a lot of different levels. There are some people who tie their identity to being in a relationship. Yes. Can I can I take it to another level? Yeah. As a non-parent, what is always really difficult for me is when... Like friends become parents and all they are is parents. You are not like that at all. I ask about your son. You share pictures of your son, of, of your son without me asking. You keep an even balance, but I know people who all they are is such and such as mother. Yeah. Or such and such as wife. Mm-hmm. And let me be very clear on the tag of my car. Says Mrs. and then my husband's name. I am a proud wife. But also, I'm Naya. Right. And I operate as Naya. Right. Who also is a very proud wife. You know, but that has always been so interesting to me. When I lived abroad, I met a girl. I knew her before she was a mom. And then after that, oh my word. Yeah. It was little Benny this, little Benny that. And don't get me wrong. I understand that like when you're a new mom or or whatever, like these these new human beings take up your life. I get it. That wasn't the case. It was more like she didn't, she didn't know how to have a conversation outside of the child. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And it's funny you say that because I recall after having my son and I was on maternity leave, my, my husband would get really frustrated because guess what all I had to talk about? (laughs) Because all I did was sit at home with this newborn baby. So the only thing I had to share was this. That the baby pooped and the baby (laughs) ate and he cried a lot or whatever. You know, that's all I could really talk about because that's all I experienced. Yeah. I remember you kind of jogged my memory. I had a a person I worked with several years ago and she had children and she was talking about how, you know, she and her husband, you know, they never go out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, why not? 
Mm-hmm. And she said, because when you become parents, that's what you are, is your parents. Oh, and wow. I'm thinking, oh, hell no. <laughs> no. And I, I do think... I do try to keep a balance and I'm very conscious of it. Cause don't get me wrong. My son is on my mind 24 seven. No, for sure. I'm not going to force that upon you. Cause you know, while I know you like my son, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you want to hear about him all day and neither does anybody else. Sure. So, um, you know, I try to keep that in check, but I feel like that's, you know, having a child a little bit later in life, I think has kind of opened my eyes up to that because I've seen. Well, maybe for you. me personally, yeah, because yeah. I've seen family members, I've seen friends all have children yeah, and I've seen them only be parents anymore. I've seen them obsess over their child, which annoyed me. So I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and I've kind of been criticized um, by people for not sharing enough. That is a fact. No, and I so. agree. I agree. <laughs> like, I know I have to say what's going on with, that's not true. You do sometimes. I do sometimes. No, but you it's do. funny because as soon as I start talking about him, I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm not annoying. Person. No, and no. I, I, I really start getting paranoid because I'm like, people are going to not want to talk to me no. because all I'm talking about is my son. No, I think it's very different. Like, we're not going to name names, but you and I both know an individual who um recently had a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't really know her. I know of her because of, of circumstances. And I feel like the minute she came back from maternity leave, all she wanted to do was show me pictures of her new girl. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, another chick that we both know who is near and dear to my heart, went out on maternity leave around the same time. And when she came back, I was like, how's baby such and such? And she was like, oh, that girl? She doing okay. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so sometimes it's like the girl, the people that you want to hear about, uh-huh. yeah, they are, they're just so like blase about it or chill about it rather. Not really blase, but just, they're just super chill about it. Whereas the people you don't really know, they're just so eager to be like, here's my baby. And I don't ever know what to say. Your baby's cute. And then what? What yeah. else do I say? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So the person who had a baby, who you want to talk to, who you want to hear from, yep. who doesn't share anything. Other than the fact that this is somebody that, you know, you have a fondness for and that you care about. Yeah. Why do you think that you want to know about her child? Because she doesn't tell me about her child. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I just thought, I just kind of was, I, when you said it, I was like, oh man, you know, I, I'm intrigued by people who don't share all of, all of their life, you know, I, right. all of their life story. You know, if I know that you're going to walk up to me and tell me everything that happened in your life up through this moment, mm-hmm. I don't really care and I don't want to hear it. You're For wasting sure. my time. But if there's somebody who is um, holding back all of a sudden, yep. other than the fact that, you know, you like this person. But I also think that that's a personality trait in the right. person, right? Because right. Because I'm more drawn to people who I um, can interact with. You know, if it's somebody who just walks up to me and starts talking to me about random stuff, well, I didn't really have much to share with you in the first place. Right. And this isn't a conversation. You're just sort of throwing so, up all yep, over me yep. and then expecting me to be like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I don't think that gets... Pretty, I, I would say across the board, that gets a positive response. I don't know. No, I, I agree. That actually reminds me of a story 
that you told me one time. Ooh, what? <laughs> I love when you tell me stories <laughs> that I don't remember. <laughs> do you remember? And, and you're going to have to tell the story because the details I'm a little foggy on. But do you remember when you were walking to the parking garage one day and the lady ambushed you by her paycheck? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were we were leaving work. I don't even remember what happened, but it was me and a coworker. We were leaving work one day, and I don't know if it was a Friday. We were saying uh, TGIF, whatever, and all of a sudden, this lady who was in the elevator with us, and we're you know we're walking to the garage at the same time, starts sharing with us that <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, my payday just changed to Thursdays." <laughs> And, you know, thank goodness my husband gets paid on Fridays now. And I don't know, she was going on and on and talking about how it was like a huge adjustment for her financially Uh to pay her bills because payday shifted. And I'm just like, who are you? Right. Like, I don't know your name. I don't know what floor, what suite, anything. And now I know personal financial things about you and your husband that I didn't care to know about. Do you remember when that guy at work walked up and he started talking about how he hates his ex-wife and how his ex-wife uses his kids? (laughs) (laughs) Uses his kids to like... I don't know, against him or something? Yeah. It's just so weird to me when people overshare. And I know, like, we've completely just segued into something different. No, I mean, it's kind of related, though, right? Because, you know, it's basically talking about people who just, like, throw up all over you when you didn't ask for it, you know? And, you know, it's funny how it happens so much. It does. You know? Sometimes I think people need an outlet. They don't need you. They don't really need Andy. They just need Andy's body and Andy's ears. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so how do you respond to those types of things? Because I, for me, I'll I'll share how I respond. Uh Because I feel like, first of all, all of a sudden, this responsibility to make them feel better. Yes! What? Yeah, and I hate that. Because Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, I'm like... Well, now I have to somehow share something about yourself that makes me feel vulnerable. And I'm like, Like, is that a strategy on their part? Or is it just that like, I'm trying to make them feel better. And that's really it. Like, because I, oh, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. No, I totally understand. I feel the same. I feel the same way too. I feel like when that happens, I feel like I share too. And then I feel like I'm giving a, a part of myself away to them, which I don't want to on any level. But I, I feel a sense of ownership for their feelings all of a sudden, yeah. which I'm not okay with, but I do. Mm-hmm. I, I like that obligation is real and I take full ownership of it. And then they just walk away. Meanwhile, I'm left with the weight of their, their <laughs> burden, right? And then I have the weight of me feeling like I've given a part of myself away and the whole situation is just left me messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't either, but it happens all the time. And I I carry the same set of cards and I respond to it the same set of ways. And it's me being like, oh, really? And then giving myself away. Is there, I wonder if there's a strategy we could uh, use to avoid sharing or, or making ourselves available to them that way. You know what I mean? It's silence, but it's awkward. I know. I know. <laughs> Do you know that reminds me? Um, 
this was a story that um, a friend of mine several years ago told me, and it was about somebody that we both knew. And um, it was something, you know, something was being talked about and she didn't respond to what um, this person had said. Yeah. And they were just like, you need to, you need to say something. And she's like, no, there's value in silence. And, and I mean, that just, yeah, I had that response because- you know, silence speaks volumes. Those awkward silences mm-hmm. are important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if you think about how, you know, when we've taken some courses in school yes. about like interviewing and things and how, um, you know, if you ask a question right, and you leave it silent, people have this instinct where they have to spill the, yeah, just, the silence. Yeah. You, so you leave, you leave that silence and then somebody's going to end up talking because you just, people can't stand it. I can't stand it. Absolutely not. So I think it's very courageous. Your friend who sat in the silence yes. because I'm not joking for me. I think that would take more work and more um, thoughtfulness and intention. It has yes. to be very intentional. Absolutely. And I think what it does is it puts the onus back on the other person. <laughs> yes. It makes them have to look at themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my word. I'm going to work on my, my silence muscles because I need to like build them up. <laughs> I'm serious. I need to build them up. I think I that's too. a skill. We should practice. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> you couldn't even last. <laughs> But it's real though. It's real. My husband and I recently went shopping for a bedroom set. And we walk into the store and, you know, somebody usually greets you right away because it's commission. And they say, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And we say, oh, we're looking for a, bed- a bedroom set. And um, they'll say, oh, well, all of our bedroom sets are over here. And then we have some over here, blah, blah, blah. What what uh, style are you looking for? And so we give them specific, you know, we were, so we say, we're looking for something um, a little more um, modern or traditional. Modern. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say modern and, but we want something that's not cheap. Yeah. That's going to fall apart. And they're like, oh, well, we have this right here. And it's like rattling. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh, well, that's not what we asked for. Uh-huh. You know, so, and so then they'll be like, oh, okay, well, look here, this is a solid wood bedroom set. And it looks like it's from like 1942 <laughs> or something. And so I'm like, well, that's not modern. It was really hard yeah. to find bedrooms. And so what is it with salespeople mm-hmm. when, you know, they're trying to sell you something. But they're not listening. They don't care what you mm-hmm. want. They just want to make some commission. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was just. Yeah, I was actually telling you recently about an experience that I had that was very similar mm-hmm. about a recruiter I was using. Uh-huh. And I was telling her how I wanted to be in a different industry, but all she keeps coming back to me with is things in the same industry. <laughs> and I'm like, but are you listening, lady? And it's not. Uh, no. And you know, the thing about it is I think when you're in sales, I think what you're trying to do is just 
get the sale and get the money in your pocket, right? And so you're not really concerned with what the person really wants. You're looking yeah. for the, you, you're not focusing on the totality maybe of what they're saying. You, you pick up on one word and you go with that and you're just like, here it is. You want this? Right. And it's like, that's, that's just not how it works. Particularly when you're investing in either your life, meaning your career, or furniture, which is not cheap. Right. And so like the, it's interesting because you said the one word. So like mine would have been bedroom set. Right. That's two words, whatever. (laughs) Yours would be job. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Exactly. There's commission. But you know, like you were saying, you felt a sense of guilt. Yes. With uh, not being interested in jobs that are in the same industry that you're in now. Well, yeah, because I feel like she's spending time to find me opportunities. And so if I don't take one of those opportunities, I'm wasting her time and therefore I'm affecting her pockets. Isn't she wasting your time though? You told her. Ooh, facts. So. No, it's true. Funny enough, I think that has a lot to do with the way I was raised. To where it's like, if I'm inconveniencing anybody, even mm-hmm. in, in the slightest bit, I feel so much guilt associated with it. And it's not just like in sales. That's in anything. Like, I just feel, I think it, one, is culturally. And then two, I think there's also like a female aspect to it. Oh, yeah. Like, I know you told me when we first met, you said that I say sorry a lot. And yeah, yeah. while I'm not like hyper aware to it I'm not surprised yeah because I think the way I was raised was to be um unoffensive unhindering unobtrusive and just don't offend or or burden anybody with anything right yeah it's pretty wild but I I I know that feeling well myself Mm -hmm. and I think it probably is something about how girls are raised mm-hmm. because I don't think men typically no. have that type of problem. Um, and it's, you know, interesting because I've, whenever I've worked with recruiters, there was about a, maybe not even a year ago, a recruiter reached out to me about a position. And so I was like, okay, well, I, and I was very open with her. I'm not currently looking for anything. I'll talk to them, but I'm not, you know, I've got something in the works at my current job. I didn't, I didn't want to like, you know, make a move. Yeah. Right. So I said, but I'll talk to them, you know? So I did. And the recruiter really was encouraging and trying to, you know, convince me that it would, would be a good mm-hmm. move. And I, you know, the problem with that is I immediately regret reaching out to a recruiter yep. the moment that that happens because making a life change is stressful enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need some external person who means nothing to me mm-hmm. trying to force me to do something that I'm not quite ready to do. And I had, you know, I had to have, I, I didn't have to. I, being a woman, I think, am always trying to um, soften the blow. Yep. And I'm a little too gentle in my... Um, like your response to, to it? Yeah. yeah. And it's not enough. Right. And then I have to say, oh, okay, I'm declining the position. And it's just so long and painful. And I just wish sometimes that I could be like, I'm not interested. Thank you. I appreciate the offer, but I'm not interested. But I don't want to be that way because partially I think it's just who I am. But I also, I 
like I always have this thing where I don't want to burn bridges because mm-hmm. what if this recruiter has a really amazing opportunity for me one day down the road and they're not and thinking then, of you, you know, but, but the reality is, is you can't jump, you can't take every opportunity that's available to you because something better may come up a little later. I mean, just yeah. like, you know, for me, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, I could have taken that opportunity. Um, and then I would have probably missed out on this opportunity that, that I you're now, because, yeah. you know, you can't, I mean, you can, but I'm not the type of person who would start a job and then leave it within just a few months to go to another opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So I think ultimately it probably worked out for the best, but it's just so hard. It's an, yeah. Know? It's an awkward situation to be in for sure. And I think, I think the best thing to do is to be direct because you don't want to waste their time and you definitely don't want your time to be wasted. But I think the difference is, is like you said, people try to convince you. Yeah. And I feel like how you're, um, flags you know started flying for you when when he started to to convince you i feel that all the time the minute someone tries to start selling me on something i'm like oh this is a bad deal mm-hmm. yeah if you have to convince me i'm like no 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 i don't want i don't want that at all like i had an opportunity uh to go and do traveling my instincts told me don't do it and I told them no and then they came back right (laughs) and then they convinced me the flags were raising but also I was like this might be a cool opportunity and so (laughs) (laughs) and so I took it but they they took they took serious effort to convince me that this was the thing to do yeah and you know what it was horrible. Yeah. And I just feel like, I think that's one of those things about like trusting your instincts. Like, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta go with it. Like if you feel like it's wrong, run away. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Don't look back. Thanks for joining the conversation. We're your hosts, Andy Anderson and Naya Tang. If you like this episode, please follow and like us on Facebook at Shut the Door Podcast. Join us next week for another episode of Shut the Door.